But at first, I didn't take it that seriously. I really didn't. They had me do this disc assessment when I first joined the team, and I was like, what is this? And then as time went on and training went on and talking to people, making those cold calls that I absolutely dreaded, I just really didn't want to like understand this thing, right? So as time went on, I was like, this is actually really important. Are you a new real estate agent ready to learn from industry leaders who were once in your shoes and now want to give back? Learning tips, tricks, hacks, advice, and most importantly of all, what to avoid. You'll learn the pain of the growth process that has helped them get to where they are today. From seasoned agents to agents who are still new to the game, but growing and scaling their business at a rapid pace. Welcome to the new real estate agent podcast with Ryan Strong. All right, here we go. Welcome back. Welcome back. And we are doing another episode here on the new real estate agent podcast with the channel junkies. And look, you can check us out at channeljunkies.com. We got tons of free training, Channel Junkies on YouTube. You can head to the new real estate agent on YouTube. Or if you want to watch in video format, you can see me in video format, the new real estate agent on YouTube, channeljunkies.com. Make sure you join the Channel Junkies Facebook group, Channel Junkies everywhere, all right? But let's get into this. So as far as you know, what we ask you to as far as like, you know, hey, can you help me out here? Can you subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends, especially your friends who are thinking about getting a real estate license or friends who just got their license and are looking for a little bit of guidance, maybe thinking about joining EXP. Hit us up. All right. So after you get your license as a new real estate agent, now what? Right now what? What do we do? Because it's funny, and I think I said this in another episode too, I talk a lot, so I kind of forget what I say from time to time, forgive me, but when real estate is a very unique industry. So I went through nursing school. Okay. I've been through nursing school. I have my nursing degree. It now sits in my closet and going through nursing school. All right. And even in the military, right? It's military, same thing, but you go through all of this schooling, right? You go through all of this schooling, you get your certificate or your degree, right? You take some tests, you get a license in something or some sort of certification, and then there's more OTJ or on-the-job training, right, afterwards, learning on the job. And so they guide you, they provide you these things, and then, you know, you, you're learning with somebody. You kind of have like a mentor in a way, right? Military, you've got your NCOs and you've got your other uh, colleagues around you teaching and growing with you nursing you're going to be you know getting on the floor training right you're going to be working with somebody as they get you into the flow of things before you're off on your own and then in real estate now here we go real estate it's like hey you just got your license uh figure it out <laughs> figure it out it's like oh oh okay um is is somebody going to help me and then that's where like all these brokers, right? All these brokers come into play and they're trying to, you know, sway you into joining their brokerage, whether it's boutique or national, whether they're a little franchise or whether you want to come hang out with us at EXP. Hey, hey, hey. But um, yeah, so that's where it's like these brokers are trying to get you in there and they talk about all these things. They're, they sell you all these dreams and hey, here's what we provide. And oh, by the way, we have this top agent over here and they make this much money and you could too and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, wow, that doesn't really provide me anything. I'm trying to figure this thing out and you're just trying to sell me this dream, <laughs> which leads me into my first topic of when you're, you're choosing your brokerage, all right? So one of the most important things, choosing your brokerage. And if you don't choose the right one the first time, like that's okay, all right? I 
don't know if I chose the wrong brokerage my first time, but when I, I can't actually can't even say I chose the wrong brokerage because being there at that brokerage and on that team for me showed me exactly how I don't want to conduct business. And if I didn't go there, then maybe I wouldn't be able to speak to it and I wouldn't know, right? And now I know. So pain is the process. I had to go through that. I had to go through that experience. I had to gain that experience to see. I had some great training over there, which is another episode for another time, right, of things that I took from their training and implemented in what I do now and how I'm able to step out of production in year two and those types of things. But when you're choosing your brokerage, you're going to ask yourself a few questions, all right? Ask or ask yourself these questions um, when it comes to deciding on a brokerage. And so one of those questions being, what are their fees and what comes with it, okay? So some brokerages may not have anything, right? They are, so fees can vary. There's going to be some 100% brokerages out there. And what I mean by that is you're going to keep 100% of your commissions, but there's most likely going to be a transaction fee or a desk fee or an office fee or something like that that comes along with it. And then are they providing you technology? What, are they providing you a CRM or what we, that's what we call a, basically a client management tool, right? Where you can put your clients in and you can, you know, track them and email them and stuff like that, right? What kind of tech are they providing you? Um, I heard of another person who was at another brokerage and she said that her fees and splits are 90-10, meaning she keeps 90% of every deal. They keep 10. There is no cap. So there, it never goes to 100%. There's no cap. And if there's no cap and you're a you know top producer in that brokerage, you are paying them a lot of money. Um, and she said they don't really provide much tech or anything like that. I also know another guy who's at a brokerage, and he said it's a $3,500 cap, and he keep, uh, once he caps, uh, basically keeps 100%, and that's a pretty low cap, but they do have transaction fees and that type of stuff. Tech is eh, minimal. Here at EXP, and this is, might sound like a pitch, um, but here at EXP, we pay 85 bucks a month. We do have a broker review fee at closing of $25. We have E&O insurance that you have to pay, which caps at $500. It's 40 per transaction. Okay, but the monthly is 85. That gets you KV Core, which is our CRM tool, which also gives you a home search website. All right, we have tons of other tools. We have Verbella, we're in the cloud. We have our Sims characters in the cloud, EXP University. Uh, you do get a mentor when you come to EXP, all those types of things, which led me into my next question of what support do they provide? When we're asking about ourselves, you know, after you get your license as a new real estate agent, what do you do or what's next? You need some help, you need some guidance, right? And EXP provides you a mentor for your first three deals. And not a lot of other brokerages do that. A lot of other brokerages will throw you in the fire. I was actually having a conversation with somebody else and she was not getting the proper guidance. And it was pretty upsetting. It was pretty upsetting. It's like, wow, this is, they're, they're still doing this 25, 30 years into the business. And this is how they're still teaching new real estate agents. Do you really even care? Or are you just like, all right, score, got into the brokerage, sink or swim, right? It's like, man, come on. What support do they provide? Again, I got some great training with the team that I was on. Uh, really great training as far as some of the things that I liked, right? Communication, learning how to talk to people, those types of things. And, and, and when I say learning how to talk to people, there's communication methods. There really is. Um, but then there was a lot of things that I didn't like. And like I said, at eXp, you're provided a mentor for your first three deals. If you choose the right sponsor, if you choose the right sponsor, meaning you sign up to eXp and let's say that you're signing up to eXp and you list me as your sponsor, what we provide is another method of support and training here with our network and our upline. 
Now at EXP, sponsors are not obligated to give you or train you or do anything for you, all right? But here at our network, we do with the Channel Junkies. So if you listed me, we could talk more about that another time. Next thing, are they going to teach me or you how to build a business or be a hamster in their business wheel? This one, I got on here specifically because of where I came from on that team and what I was doing. And I want you to really ask yourself this and think the same thing. So on that team, that's exactly what I was, was a hamster in their business wheel. I would be churning and burning and grinding and calling on that dialer until the day I kicked the bucket and they wouldn't have it any other way and they were not teaching me how to build a business, all right? Those do not teach you how to build a long-term sustainable business. Those methods right there will have you stressed out, um, probably depressed, anxiety, right? Chasing, chasing that next yes. I was just having a conversation with another guy and he came from the same things. And he said, I got like, essentially, I got uh, desperate for that, you know, to, I had to make that next person trust me. I had to make it happen. I got so desperate because of that style of doing business and, and knowing that I didn't have anything in escrow and I might not make any money that month to support my family. He said, I got desperate. Desperation, like, was there, I needed this to happen. He said, I, I, that was not a way to live. Anxiety, all these types of things. So, um, ask yourself that. Are they going to teach you how to build a business, long-term sustainable business like we will here at the Channel Junkies, or are you going to be a hamster in their business wheel, in their franchise model, or whatever it is, <clears throat> and churning and burning and grinding away for them, right? You're going to be building their business, not your own, because they don't want to teach you how to build a business. You'll leave, right? Why would they teach you how to build a business? They, that's how a lot of the old school minds think, not how we think here, right? Excuse me. Next, going into, I keep it, I'm sorry, I just kind of leave it all on here. Um, so that's why I said excuse me, though. But that leads me into my next topic of what do we do now or what do we do next? And you're going to want to talk to your sphere of influence. I know I've brought this up before if, you have, if you've heard another episode, but talking to your sphere of influence is always the right way to go and the best way to start. You got to let people know that you are now a real estate agent and you're studying your market every day, all right? Every day. Tell them that. Hey, I just got my license and I like I basically spent all my time in what we have called the MLS on your side. You guys see a home search website like Zillow, Truly a Realtor, those types of things. On my side, I'm looking at what we call the MLS or the multiple listing service on the back end. All this data, I can see all this data about the homes, the public records, tax records. Like I can see all that stuff on my side here in the MLS. And so I literally am studying that thing. So if you guys have any questions about your community, your neighborhood, if you want to know how much your home might be worth, and I'm not just, I'm not selling you on anything, right? But I can definitely look that up and I can get you some comparable, like what's called a CMA or comparable, comparable market analysis, excuse me. I can get you that, right? You got to let these people know that you got licensed, all right? And that's a nice, easy way that you can start building trust with them. It's, this is what I'm doing every day. No, I don't have any deals yet. I have this support behind me, and I have my sponsors, or I have my mentor who has done this much business or is in this part of the game or industry, and they have my back, and this is what I'm doing every day. I am studying this market inside and out. When somebody asks you a question, and you can answer it fluidly, and you know your stuff, they trust you. 
they're already building trust when you can answer that question. If they say, hey, I actually am curious. Um, I live in this community over here, and I know that like my neighbor's house sold, and I just never, I never really got a chance to look it up. Uh, they actually had three houses sell over here in this neighborhood. Could you, could, do you think you could, um, you know, do you know if the, what those already sold at? And if so, boom, you locked them in right there. If you don't know, say no, I absolutely don't know. Um, but I can definitely look that up for you. You want to give me your number and email, and I'll, I'll definitely shoot that over to you when we get, you know, done golfing or whatever it is that we're doing here, uh, wherever we're hanging out. I can definitely send you those over and we can, you know, get some some comparables for what maybe your home might sell at, right? Not obviously knowing what any updates or anything that you've done, which you could probably get those right there too. You're automatically building trust with somebody like that talking to your sphere, okay? So do not be afraid to let people know that you're a real estate agent. And I'm talking about the people that already know, like, and trust you. Friends, family, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much, right? <clears throat> Even if you're switching over, uh careers to real estate let these people know if you're a nurse or a school teacher and you're getting your real estate license you need to let all of them know hey i'm i'm leaving i'm not going to be doing nursing anymore i'm actually getting my real estate license and if any of you have any questions please please i'd love to help you let like i would love to absolutely love help you uh shoot me a text you guys all have my number already just hey shoot me a text if you have any questions about your home or, or you want to buy anything like that i can help you out let those people know, okay? That's your sphere, all right? Let's go into the next one of understand your personality profile on the disc and how to communicate. So when I go back and I talk about the training that I was getting, all right, the training that I was getting um, on that team, this was one of the things. And so at first, I didn't take it that seriously. I really didn't. They had me do this disc assessment when I first joined the team, and I was like, what is this? And then as time went on and training went on and talking to people, making those cold calls that I absolutely dreaded, I just really didn't want to like understand this thing, right? So as time went on, I was like, this is actually really important. And I started looking at my own results and what it was telling me was, and you should definitely go Google the DISC assessment, that's D-I-S-C, and each letter stands for sort of a personality type. And so for me, I am a high I which means I'm a storyteller, I can be very long-winded, um, and I start to recognize this in other people as well. I'm also a high C, all right? So I'm a high I and a high C. C is people who are analytically driven, very numbers-driven, love to talk about numbers, and I can start to identify these people in conversations. What the DISC assessment also gives you is how you adapt to other people. And so can I turn it on and turn it off for other people? And the reason is because, and this is one of the most important things that I learned in my training uh, from my mentor at the time, was people like to talk to people like them. All right? I'm going to say that one more time. People like to talk to people like them. And this is so true. People love having conversations. People love being around people that are like them. And so for me, and I'm being a high I, I can get into a very long-winded conversation. It's funny because when I do talk to other people that are high eyes, they go, oh, man, we got to stop or I'm going to take you down this rabbit hole. And I go, and he, he, you know what? I'm going to go right down that rabbit hole with you because I'm a high eye and I will. But being a chameleon of sorts and seeing how I adapt to other people. So if I am talking to somebody that's a high D, and which means they give very short answers, they're right to the point, uh, they don't really tell a lot of stories, they just get right to it essentially, right? Usually these are the people that are like the boss, they don't have time for BS, they get right to it. 
I can adapt to that and I can be that, right? And, and talk to somebody and make them feel more comfortable because I'm like them, right? So that was some of the most important uh, training that I got in learning how to communicate with other people, especially on cold calls, getting people comfortable right away. How this translate, because I don't do any cold calling anymore today, how does this translate then is on Zoom calls, uh, talking to people, just regular daily life. Now I'm like disc assessment. I know exactly what they are, all right, and I can, I can mutate or I can be the chameleon and be that with them. And so very important stuff to understand there because you want people to like you and trust you, right? Know, like, and trust. Those words right there are big in this industry, and those things right there are going to take you very far. So my last bit or last point here on this episode today is don't fall for old school marketing by old school agents. All right. This takes me to another conversation that I had about uh, two weeks ago now with somebody, brand new real estate agent, and she might listen to this. I'm not 100% sure. She knows who she is. And um, I think in the 30 or 45 minutes that we chatted on uh, Zoom or FaceTime, I think it was, um, we, I, I probably helped her out more in that time than the people that she signed up with. She was sold a dream with somebody else, and they've been in the business for 30 years. And she's like, all right, well, what, what do we do? What's next? Right? That's what this episode is about. What's next? And it's, uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, let's start farming a neighborhood. Um, obviously not the neighborhood that I farm because that's my business, right? Let's start, let's start farming a neighborhood. I don't know if the agent said that, but that's my assumption, right? Because that's how old school agents think. And uh, let's start farming a neighborhood. Let's start sending out mailers and getting your face known. I'm like, oh my god, are you serious? Like, this is this for real? This is what you do? Like, oh boy. So, of course, me being the person that I am and having a heart to serve, I was like, all right, no, here's what we're gonna do. And I told her exactly what I've already told you: study your MLS, know these things, right? Know your data. Um, I made her a little thing for her Instagram stories and Facebook stories that she could post up. Pretty cool little graphic that she can put up every now and then. Uh, just letting, again, awareness, letting people know. To me, that's way better than a mailer. Um, and so <clears throat> just help her out. But don't fall for old school marketing, wasting money, throwing money at Facebook ads that convert on like a 1% or less basis, throwing money at Google when you don't even understand what you're doing paying agencies that are going to try to scam you into getting you more appointments and da 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 that's all crap all right that is all crap if you're thinking about signing up for any of those please email me first ryan at channeljunkies.com and i'll give you the real deal truth on the you know you show me the conversation or you tell me what happened hey i'll give you the real truth on in the honest feedback on what you might be getting into so that's what we got for today. After you get your real estate license, now what? I have told you now what? I have told you the things to be on the lookout for. All right, so definitely be on the lookout for those things. Like I said, you can learn more about me, the new real estate agent on YouTube. You can learn YouTube for free at channeljunkies.com or Channel Junkies on YouTube, Channel Junkies Facebook group. All the links are down there in the description below of this podcast episode. Don't forget to go back and watch some of the older episodes if you may have missed something there. Helping all the new, brand new real estate agents, people thinking about getting their license, all the newer agents that are thinking about what's next or what's best. Am I even in the right place here on this podcast? We'll see you guys in the next one.